Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast. Where today we're talking NWA Saturday Night on TBS from November the 26th, 1988. I'm sitting here with Doc and Hardbody Hopper on another fun edition of this of this show. Doc, I'll throw it to you first. We got a lot going on in the world, but we're here to bring the positivity, like the new day, I guess. How are you doing? Uh, all things considered, doing well. Um, hope that everybody out there is taking the proper precautions, the proper safety, taking care of each other. It's important. This is this is this is no this is real. Um, you know that this is no time to to go panic in the streets. But we want to take things seriously. But we also want to take a moment here and uh, talk about some classic wrestling. I mean, y'all didn't think that a pan- global pandemic was going to stop halt production of the show. Yeah. I mean, BTT is here to stay, not here to play. Right. That's right. We're like the rock and roll chasing rats in the eighties. I mean, we can't be stopped. We're insatiable. That's nice. I- I'm having a cold Stella Artois right now. I'm feeling good. No, white okay. claw. No, I, I, I Harper didn't even know about that, does he? I had some white claws. What? I had some white claws. Which one's your favorite? Man, I'm telling you, the Jesus watermelon, Christ. the watermelon, and the mango are pretty darn delicious. I'm not gonna this, lie to you. This you jackass, see? he's over there getting white girl wasted. I, That's I just. Up. Yeah, but they're not. I mean, it's not. They're not fruity and sweet like a wine cooler. Have you had them, Harper? No. It's it's not like super sugary. It's five percent alcohol. I didn't Probably say. Just I'll, drink a Mike's Hard Lemonade. But that's too sweet. It's all sugary and stuff. Anyway, um, you know, we probably, uh, you know, we were. We were a big part of the last uh, Jim Cornette experience, and so I, I think we're going to have a lot of new people over here. So let me let us just reset for the new folks. Um, your host over there is the menace, the hardest working brother in wrestling, Mike Mills. <laughs> uh, I, I am the smartest man in wrestling, Doc. And over to the sexiest. And the biggest superstar in the business, Hardbody Harper. Hardbody, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, sir. 
Oh, I bet. Um, we got to so, start sounding professional now? You no, know, not at all. We, we, we uh, just want to make sure that we welcome in the new folks and just keep the old folks happy as well, our old, our old regulars. Um, how, how would you, or how would you qualify? I mean, how's the rat scene in New Orleans right now? I mean, where are you going to get them at? The bars are closed. Did they? Okay. So did in a place where bars don't close, the well, bars closed are, now. <laughs> okay. New Orleans is shut down for business. Well, that's how you know things have gotten serious, I'll tell you. Yeah, for real, huh? Pretty much. They shut Um, down Miss Mays. Miss Mays didn't even close during Katrina. I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's nuts. Unprecedented. All right. So we don't want to bring the mood down. We know you're here for some classic wrestling, so I want to take take care of a couple of things so first special shout out to our largest page of contributors monthly disrespectfully classy marky blasty kyle riley mike Childry, and joe ice thank you very much for your generous support each and every month our super duper hall of famers and then like doc just mentioned i want to shout out jim Cornette and brian Lass from the jim Cornette experience jim Cornette gave us a huge shout out on their episode that dropped on march the 13th 2020 so i want to thank jimmy for mentioning the show and putting more ears on us and what we've been doing here for nearly five years uh, if you're a new listener thank you for giving btt the unprofessional wrestling podcast a chance because we are certainly unprofessional it's not politically correct the jokes are terrible sometimes they're good but we got hopper and no other podcast does so we're over here living a dream brother and we want to thank you for your support also a couple of new Patreon shout-outs. Uh, p- new Patreon member Travis. New Patreon member Charles Franklin. Uh, new Patreon member Nate Johnson, who he said he found us from the Jim Cornette Experience. So thank you, Nate. And then Cleve, who's been a Patreon member, bumped up his pledge, and he is now a Hall of Famer. Doc, I am going to present Hopper this meeting that you and I discussed via text message last week. How does that sound? Man, you talk about a classic. If Hardbody Harper had a Rat Bangers Hall of Fame or a, I don't know, a Skullduggery Hall of Fame, this particular fellow would go straight up on in there. So, Harper, you may have seen this in the Facebook group, the BTT Facebook group, which um, if you're easily offended, don't go join it. Um, Jim Vinsky, longtime BTT Patreon member, he posted a meme, and the meme uh, in it says when the nightclub is about to close and you haven't scored yet. And it's an artistic drawing of a man in a wooden boat, a small wooden boat with a harpoon. And he's about to throw it at this big old fat woman flopping nice. out of the water. I saw that. What an asshole. <laughs> Jim is awesome. Uh, Jim, Jim is actually uh, a, a Navy man and a retired member from the military. So Jim, thank you very much for your service. And then Kevin Carter, BTT Hall of Fame Patreon member, he responded, and, and Harper, we wanted to get your take on his ambulance story that he had for us. So Kevin said, ambulance story time. Kevin's a paramedic, great guy. He says, I work in a college town, and a few years ago, I got a call to off-campus housing due to a young man having a seizure. Okay, Harper, remember, this young man is having a seizure. He says, we arrive on the scene. And we we are met at the door by a large woman who leads us to the kitchen where a thin young man is on the floor flopping like a fish out of water. Kevin says they do a quick assessment and the patient appears to be fine, but he's unresponsive. 
As soon as they load him on the ambulance, close the doors, and start out of the apartment complex, the seizure stops, the guy sits up, and he tells the paramedics and Kevin, thank you for saving him from hooking up with this large chick. So he had picked up this woman at closing time at a bar, and he decided she was just too much for him, so he faked a seizure to get a call uh, and to get the paramedics to come get him out the house. Why just fucking leave? Say that again, Hopper. Why don't you just leave? <laughs> Is that what you would do? Yeah. Doc, you got any follow-up questions for Hopper? Harper, have you ever been in that situation where, you know, you were at the bar and it, you got a little desperate and you were like, oh, yeah, I'm still going to drag something out of here. And then you get back to her place and you're like, man, this is one big wildebeest. I don't think I can go through with this. Mm, I don't think so. Really? Not that so, bad. So if you cross the threshold of her door, you're crossing the threshold of other things. I mean... I mean, once you step in there, it's over. You got to knock it out. That's a wrestler's. That's a wrestler's mentality, isn't it? I mean, uh oh, you're gonna do the job no matter what, right? Might want to pick up that. Now, now, don't get me wrong. Times where I'd be like, okay, see, I have like a reserve gas tank that like kicks in and keeps me from fucking doing shit when I'm really fucked up. And I'm and I'm in a car and it, it just hits me because she's like, follow me to my place. I was like, OK, and then you go and I'm going down the street. Yeah, I'm like, what the, I was like, man, just go home, bro. Fuck this bitch. And then she goes and I just, I just turn turn fucking right and go home. Fuck you. The fuck. Damn. It's just not worth it. It's just not worth it. <laughs> God. All right. <laughs> Go home. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what this. I mean, I don't know who's more genius. Just, I mean, the guy who has to call a paramedic or Harper, who's smart enough to just go. You know what? Yeah, fuck it, bruh. Nah, bruh. It's just not worth the headache because you see, it's not just boom, 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 and then you gotta sleep because because you know, fuck, you're gonna fall asleep there. And he's gonna wake up the next day and deal with them and have these a fucking dumb conversation. Then you're gonna lie to him. Yeah, I'm gonna call you. And so it, it, it's not worth it. It's almost like when you go to those do the fucking timeshare thing where you, you like want a, a trip to Colorado to fucking Colorado and, and it's a free timeshare thing and you're sitting there watching some fucking asshole trying to get you to do timeshare. It's like. And that's when it kicks in. Was it worth fucking coming here to hear this it, asshole talk about getting his timeshare and fucking and fucking uh, uh, Pensacola, Florida, or some shit? Fuck this. It's never been worth it. Now, um, Mike, we have a lot of new listeners here. Would you want to tell them how they could become a more serious supporter, what we call the BTC Army, or maybe even a patron of uh, this show? Yeah, just go to tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt 
And if you want to hear more Harper rants, there's a ton of them there on various topics. Uh, also, uh, well, no, tinyurl.com slash BTT is uh, how you can become a patron. You get access to our world-class shows, Clash of the Champions, uh, Jim Crocker Promotions pay-per-views, lots of stuff. Lots of extra content is available there. Also, if you're not on our BTT YouTube channel, you might want to go there because recently... I put together a playlist of life lessons with Harper. So I think I've posted like seven different videos there of the different segments where we've done life lessons with hard body Harper. Like when Harper goes off on AEW or Harper went off on various other things, uh, the Chernobyl vodka, all kind of stuff. Go to our YouTube channel. Just search Book in the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast on YouTube, and I believe it comes up. Uh, I can't remember the tiny URL at this moment. So there you go. All right, guys, we need to get into this episode because we're 40 minutes into this and uh, we had a little trouble getting started tonight. So um, let's let's get this thing started. We are talking Saturday night on TBS from November 26, 1988. And this show opens up with Sting and he's in a ring battling the Road Warriors and there's tons of other crap going on taking place. And then we cut straight from that action to the studio where Tony Schiavone runs down everyone who will be here. He mentions Dusty will be here today. And we also get another Starcade update and an update on the U.S. Tag Title Tournament. So more to come shortly on that. Uh, I'm going to assume, Doc, you have nothing from that. So, Hopper, do you have anything from the opening? Uh-uh. All right. So let's keep rolling as we get into this well, episode. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh-huh. So... I just want to say something here because a lot of this episode is not great, but this mm-hmm. episode is going to get a high rating. You know why? Because this is, I mean, for those of you who are new into the show, this is the one, I mean, we've been talking about this one for a while. And if you've been here with us, this is the one we've been waiting for. Am I wrong? Let me get this beer open real quick. Um, This he's is drinking. He's this, drinking White Claw, y'all. Don't let him fool you. No. I'm really not, although I'm telling you, I got no problem with that anymore. I made jokes about Karen and Becky, but, you know, if that shows up and it's all you got, I'm perfectly okay with that. Um, So this is the episode that we've been like, when is that coming? That's got to be soon. That's got to be soon. This is it. And man, is is this something. So anyway, uh, here comes Ebony and Ivory out to the ring. We got Eddie Gilbert and Ron Simmons. Um, let me ask. Let me ask Harper a question. Harper, uh, based on what happens in this episode, would you say this is like one of the most memorable ones from this time period? Dude, this is one of the most memorable fucking wrestling moments of my childhood. Right. That too. Yeah. Is this? I mean, this may be the most iconic moment of Saturday Night Wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, I got a lot to say when we get to it at the end. Let me. Say I didn't that. say best. I didn't say best because Arn Anderson and Ric Flair and Ric Flair and Ronnie Garvin have done a lot on Saturday Night to make me think best. But we're going to chop this one up, so let's keep going. Yeah, we well, you know that. what I. The one thing I you, you can tell it's been purchased from this match because they're trying to be like WWE. Inset, yeah, with the little fucking pitcher and pitcher, and they keep trying to go. And it seemed like every thirty seconds, almost 
they were showing some some little kid in a fucking crowd during this lots lots of kid shots and i also have another one in a minute of some other than kids but i think it's safe to say that the promotion has changed hands and they may not have been happy with what they saw in the episode but uh there you go yeah. Yeah. Um, Hopper, I was going to make that note. Oh, go ahead, Doc. I was going to make that same note Hopper said. Go ahead. So, is this the match where they say it's going to be um, Simmons and Eddie Gilbert against the Fantastics for the U.S. straps? Yeah. Yeah. That's what yeah, the little so, promo is about. Yeah. So, it's, so, so let it's me tell baby, people what the match is. Go. Floor is yours, Jack. Well, and I was going to say, so it's Eddie Gilbert and Ron Simmons are tagging against uh, Bob Emery and Trent Knight. And yes, Eddie and Ron give that give an update during the match. And Eddie mentions, and I've, I've said this a few weeks ago, Eddie mentions in the inset promo, the picture-in-picture, that the NWA board of directors have declared that the Sheep Herders cheated. And thus, Eddie and Ron have been awarded the match uh, to the, the, the winners of the match that they had with the Sheep Herders a while back. Sheep Herders a while back. So it's going to be Eddie and... Ron Simmons versus the Fantastics for the U.S. Tag Titles at the first at the not the first at the next Clash of the Champions. So, and remember, the only reason they reversed the decision is because the Sheep Herders have left at this point. They're in WWF, so that's at the next Clash. Uh, you were about to say something about Babyface, Babyface. So go ahead, Doc. Well, it's Babyface, Babyface for the titles, and I guess that's our good inclination that the Sheep Herders are have vacated the territory. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we we're gonna discuss that match uh, we're talking about here with uh, Gilbert and Simmons versus the Fantastics. That's on the next Clash, which is coming up in a few weeks. Uh, clash Four Seasons Beatings, I believe it is. So we'll discuss that on the Clash. You can get that at tinyurl.com/slash/patreonbtt. You can actually get all of the clashes there. So there's that. Um, Harper, any other thoughts on this match before we keep going? No. Doc, you? Uh, no, not really. Wait, All right. what's your timestamp? Because this these first couple of matches are pretty long. I need nine. Uh, let me look at my timestamp here. Unprofessional. No, about nine minutes in. So we'll go. Yeah. I'm at, look I'm at, at 850 the, right at, now. Yeah, look at the board fat mom in the front in the front crowd. The kids are cheering, I think. And uh, she's like, man, if I don't bag one of these wrestlers, this is going to be a bust. I don't see what you're talking about. All right, hold on. Okay. They got to celebrate. See? Her. Yeah, she's like, what the fuck? See that uh, one right there? You pointed to her with your mouth. She's got her hand, head resting on her. on her. She's like, oh, man, this is some bullshit. I can't get me to this nonsense. Don't they know this shit's fake? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to spoil it for these little shits. But I mean, last year it was Santa Claus. Why can't I tell them? <laughs> that's a that's a great question. At what age do you tell your kid wrestling ain't real? I mean, you don't. You I don't. Mean, they figure the right, it out. That's, that's yeah. the right. Because man, I mean, there could be the hokiest, hokiest of the hokiest going on, and mine will just sit there and go. That was pretty awesome, and I'm like, sure was. Yeah. We figured that stuff out early, though, right, Hopper? Yeah, I used to wonder how the guys get punched in the face, and there's no, there's no black eyes or busted lips or anything. My dad used to say that all the time. This is some phony shit. If they, I mean, you're gonna just stand there and let them hit you in the face? Right. You're right. 
Yeah, I'm like, shut up! Stop making sense. Stop making sense for the first time in your life. (laughs) My uncle that I used to go by to watch this stuff, my uncle Joe, man, he to this day thinks it's real. (laughs) He he's like, that's hurts. All that stuff's real. I'm like, okay, Uncle Joe. (laughs) Uh, Is he a special person? No, no, he just he just. Well, it does run in your family. Oh wow. Mike Retardo. Oh, we'll get to that. Okay, we're going to get to that <laughs> shortly. Hopper's making a funny right now, but Rick Steiner, go. what we hear later on this episode, the, the entire crowd would have been canceled by cancel culture. <laughs> Good God. Okay, so the next match is Nikita Koloff. He defeats Terry Jones. Ivan Koloff's on the commentary. Terry. Ivan, go ahead. Terry Jones looks like Buddy Landell after a crack binge. Why would you insult Buddy like that? That looked like a little Kevin Durant in the crowd. Go back. That's nice. Why? Because he's black? No, he did. For real. <laughs> I didn't. Look. In the green he? shirt. He does, too. Do, so you, you might as well just. Why don't you go ahead and make a racist statement and say all black folks look alike? Because that's what you just did. No, no, no. Everybody. Yeah, 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 way. yeah. White people smell like puppy dogs, but Harper's right. They're showing, they're wearing the kids in the crowd out. They are wearing them out. Yeah, I get they're wearing them out like a Catholic priest would. Oh, oh come on. see, Mike. <laughs> this is a religious and politics free zone for the girl. I saw that. That's why they keep. That's they why keep showing these kids. That's why none of the kids get molested. There's still <laughs> politicians or religious figures around. Oh, come on. oh my God. See. Oh, he slapped him in the face. That's some. He didn't like it either. No, he don't like that. <laughs> and then he throws Nikita, a Nikita, Nikita slapped him in the face. He don't like it. Now he ain't gonna do much about it. That was a little nice move there. Anyway. All right. So Nikita defeated <laughs> him. Any other thoughts, Doc? Shatoata. Shatoata. Ivan doesn't mention anything when he's cutting that promo during the match. All he says is Nikita is going to beat Paul Jones and the Russian assassins. Well, don't hold your breath, and that's all I'll say about that part. From there, we go to an update with Tony Schiavone. Tony mentions the first Bunkhouse Stampede will be held at Starcade. So literally what they did after the Starcade main event, for people who don't know, they held the Bunkhouse Stampede. So after Flair and Luger, there was another match. You'll, you'll see what we talk about when we review Starcade. Um, they don't air it on Starcade on the video that, that we have here, but it, you can, Flair's cutting his promo at the end of Starcade, and you can, you can literally hear them announcing the, the Bunkhouse Stampede. Um, we also hear that the Midnight versus Midnight Express will happen. Ivan and Nikita uh, are supposed to take on the Russian Assassins. Don't hold your breath on that because uh, one of them is not going to be there. Um, if the Russian Assassins lose, they'll have to unmask and Paul Jones will have to retire. And maybe we'll see a match with Rotunda versus uh, Rick Steiner for the NWA TV title. And of course, we got Flair versus Luger for the world title. More on that as we go through the next month as we lead up to Starcade, which is December 26th of 1988. Doc, any thoughts from Shivani's update here? Well, it's the first definitive piece of the card we've heard, so that's good. Um, I'm, I'm really interested. I am interested in Luger and Sting. I'm also interested in um, Midnight's and Midnight's, and I'm interested in what could happen between Rotunda and Rick Steiner because they have done a wonderful job of roping me in with that whole angle. So 
I mean, it's nineteen eighty eight Starcade. It ain't like I got to see it nineteen eighty eight. What about twenty twenty? Agreed. I Hopper. know I know I know I've seen Starcade at some point. Eighty eight Starcade at some point, but it's probably only once and it was a long time ago. Yeah. I mean, we certainly didn't see it live. That's for damn sure. Oh. I hate that fucking name, True Grit. It's like, you know. I said that last week. I said, man, Jesus. what kind of... Man, that movie was from 1969. Bro, that's, that's right. like, you know... I-, I love the Schwarzenegger fucking movies. But, I, I mean, we're going to have a pay-per-view called, you know, Predator. <laughs> it's That's exactly what we talked about last week without you, man. Commando. Why are I mean you've got the WWE trying to be cutting edge and topical and on Saturday night's main event and all these different things and you're over here talking about old dusty old fart westerns get the hell out of here and what what um what Harper you weren't here what Doc what, what made Doc hot about it was John Wayne and Doc cut a promo on John Wayne well yeah it was an icon of what that's the shooters. <laughs> yeah, you know there's some John Wayne fans that listen to us, so I hope we don't upset them. But Doc, Doc, because of Daddy Doc's love for John Wayne, hates John Wayne. A friend of mine, Randy, down the street, his dad was such a John Wayne mark. He had all the pit, like, like the, the like, figurines and. Like the fucking true grit you know, pictures on the wall in his office and all that kind of shit. He was oh, his Hulk Hogan. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. It's called True Grit. It's Starcade 88. Any other thoughts, Doc, about the card they've been on so far? No, I, I, I'm, I'm on board, man. It's There's some good stuff in it. Let's just leave it at that. I mean... It ain't Starcade '85 or '86, but for but, everybody, but for everything that gets said about '88 here, and, and Corny has even said, you know, it was a mess behind the scenes, and some of the airtightness ha- has been debunked. Then this is uh, week to week to week on Saturday night has been far better than I expected when we entered this year. So closing it out with a hot card with some hot angles doesn't surprise me. Yeah, the thing is with this, it's like it's like a bottle rocket, and then it's gonna blow up. But does it? Because <laughs> next year we got Flair and Steam. But next year we got Flair and Steamboat and Flair and Funk. And when is yeah. all we got in '89? That is it, dog. <laughs> this is like this is like WCW in like 2000. You got Goldberg, and that's it. I mean, Doc makes it shit being being recycled over and over again. He he's got a point. Like you do get Flair and Steamboat, but I still will hold by the fact that there's some stuff out there that we will be able to laugh and have fun with. And oh that's yeah, what I'm, man. That that but 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 there ain't much for <laughs> Flair and Steamboat and Funk and boy. I don't know how else, how much else I remember For from '89. Dude, I, I remember Badge PM News. 
the fucking the fucking patriot, the fireman and the soldier guy. That's a little later, Hopper. I think. Is it? And, I think. And, the, and the, the rock star guy, Van Hammer. No, we're that. Okay, so I'm bad with years, but I think that's beyond '89. I agree. Yeah, don't 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 message me. I understand people. I know what Harper's. I know what you're. T- See, you know what you're doing, Harper, and I, and I've done this before. The bad shit, you lump it all together, and then you don't remember the exact time. All you remember is the bad stuff, and you're like, "Oh, remember this? It was bad. Oh, that was bad." And then you yeah. start lumping it all together. I know exactly what you mean. Like Ranger Raw. So much shit. See, but I, I can deal with Ranger Ross, but they had uh, what's it? The whatever the fucking lunatic, the big like special person, Norman the lunatic. <laughs> yeah, that motherfucker. Ugh. Well, Crazy here's the impact, dog. Jesus. Well, I get that, but here's the thing, man. We're all gonna we're all learning to live in this new world we're in. We're gonna have to learn next year in in '89 to. We like it better when the wrestling's hot. We're going to have to learn to give that up a little bit. The fuck? Just Bro, saying. There's some stuff we're going to have fun with, and I'll leave it at that as we keep going. I know. That guy's a shitty job of a wrestler. Sure. <laughs> this so, guy here. He has to be He, he has to be in a tag team with the, that the Road Warriors fucking beat up because they're both wearing the same shitty fucking turd show fucking wrestling gear. His name is Brian Adams. He's a new jobber. Uh, I'm sorry, enhancement talent. And my note was, this guy's a mess. Yeah, yeah, this guy needs to go back to the summer of fucking 69 and fucking stay there. (laughs) (laughs) He's gonna make me piss on myself tonight. So... (laughs) That was a good one. That was a good one. I, you know, this guy makes Keith Steinborn look like Luthes. So, <laughs> and Lex Luger and Sting defeat Brian Adams and Jerry Price in that match that Doc is talking about. Uh, Doc, any other thoughts on Luger and Sting right there? Not really. I don't like them together, but I mean, what can I do? We don't have Harper and I are social social distancing. So we can't get in the boogie mobile and go back to boogie mobile time machine and go back in time and fix this. So we're going to have to live with it. And we're going to have to live with it. Hopper, any other thoughts before I go to the promo? No, it's promo shit. Well, yeah, this is, yeah. I I thought Luger was, I thought Luger was all right. He's, he's, this promo is uh, not as good as the ones he's been shooting lately. I don't know Fair because enough. he had Sting with him, and Sting's fucking half stupid with <laughs> okay. the same old Sting shit. Hold on, let me play Sting because I popped, and I'll 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 mute it after. Wait a Sting. minute, there was a point in there where Luger said we're going to be in North, and I thought he said North Corona, and I thought maybe he was being clairvoyant. Hold on. Let, let's. Let, let, it's not. Corona. Here it is. I've been there. Before Starcade, usually people are uptight, but these two guys, 
they're having a good time. A real good time. Peace oh, fans, right? I'm tight. I think it's oh, looking pretty tight, if you know what I'm talking about. You know what, these road words, these dudes are messing with me. These dudes tried to break my neck. Right. Yeah, they tried to break my neck, but you know why you didn't? Boy, you know why God. you didn't, animal? You know why you didn't, Huck? Because I'm me. That's why. You know what you guys are doing? You know what they're doing to people like you? Lex Luger, me, and Dusty Rhodes, and especially everybody out there? You know what they're doing? I can't say what they're doing, but that's what they're doing to all the people. I don't do that to the people. And the total package doesn't either. And neither does. Neither does. Neither does Dusty Rhodes. Woo! Greensboro! Greensboro's tonight. And oh, I'm just getting that view over there in the camera of tightness. And look at tight right there, too. Oh, Woo! that's right. You know, David Crockett. Tonight, tonight, tonight. Greensboro, North Carolina. You know, Road Rollers. We've had a few matches now, I'm gonna stay with you. You know what? You know what happened? You didn't kick our butts. Look, you tell me you're gonna. A matter of fact, we've gotten the upper hand. And in Greensboro, North Carolina, the hotbed of NWA professional wrestling for many years, they're gonna see firsthand what the Stinger and the Total Package can do as a tag team. And that's wreak havoc in the world of professional wrestling, and especially with the big, bad Road Warriors. Now, another thing, David, I know you want to speak to me about one other thing. Right. It's a major, major announcement. I'm always there for Stinger. Stinger's always there for me. We never stand in each other's way. And you know I am. Jesus. And Starcade is the biggest show every year in the sport of professional wrestling. And I have gotten a match with a man who's come out here for two months has ignored who's been rated as the number one to contend in our sport, and that's the total package Lex Luger to that world heavyweight title. Nature Boy, the NWA has mandated it. The match is going to happen in Starcade. There's a special stipulation. I already know what it is, but a few details need to be worked out. But I can guarantee everybody out there, there will be a winner between Ric Flair and myself in Starcade 88 True Grit. See, I thought it, I thought Luger was good there. He talks about the stipulation match and that you know what's going to happen. I don't, I don't know, Doc. I thought that was fun. What's, what's the special stip? Are they going to do a, a Diana Ball dash? Jesus Christ! Come on, man, grow up. I mean, I'm starting to get loosened up. I mean, I, I'm I'm on day something something with this quarantine and the beers kicking in. It's time to start rolling, dog. I just I I, I don't Jones. You're cutting out. I can't understand for the life of me, after a year of this crap, how Sting ever got over with anyone with half a brain, ever. Because <laughs> he's good. He looks good. Yeah, he's for but the he's kids. Standing next to... <sighs> Bruh, he's for the kids. I can't, I've said that to you 600 times. And I feel like I need to reiterate this because we have a lot of people that have migrated over from the from new listenership that's soaring in these times. Steve Borden seems like a hell of a good guy. Sting, I don't want to watch it. And that means from 1988 to 2018. Not ever. 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 Wow. 
He said that years ago, though, Hopper. He said that to us years ago. He he wasn't a Sting fan. I mean, he he's he actually. And again, we, as a human being, I, I I think that dude like I'd rather him look after my children than my favorite wrestler Ric Flair. <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of entertainment value, I just have never seen it. And I don't I don't hate the, I don't even hate the guy. It's just I'm not interested. I have to come on here and act like. I hate him so that, like, all the people out there who like him would be like, oh, well, shit, fuck not. But I don't even care. I hated Hogan, though. Hogan's worthless. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> Hopper, any thoughts on Sting and Luger right there? Uh, I mean, this. <sighs> Nothing. All right, you broke up again. Look at these two fucking shit. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're all cutting. Hear me? Yeah, you're cutting out. out, So let me let me help out here. What he said was these two fucking shitheads, and he's not wrong. As we have a big bump to the outside there, Um, you know, this is uh, I guess the the commandos are here, and I guess they're going to be the upper mid card tag team heel replacements for the sheep herders um ray candy and some mm-hmm. other dude uh grizzly boone is his name doc okay well, well the commandos ray candy and grizzly boone defeat randy Malky and eddie sweat ray candy worked a ton of different places florida memphis new japan puerto rico uh maybe under different names uh he is also uh, i remember him as kareem muhammad uh, if you look at Wikipedia, they've they've got info on him on there too. If you want to see it, but anyway, um, he passed away in 1994. Grizzly Boone, I don't know a lot about him uh, at all. I know he worked in the NWA, I think many years before this, but I don't really know if I, I just don't know a ton about him. So anyway, um, they win at one point during the match. Uh, the Mulky guy takes a, one of his famous Mulky splats, and other than that, I don't have anything from this match, Doc. Did you? Not the the best debut. Not the worst. I'm still more interested in them than the Russian Assassins. So they need a manager badly. Uh, Ray Candy retired. Uh, Ray Candy retires the next year. Yeah, he's not around much longer. I don't remember these guys at all. That well, that's because they weren't exactly. They... Go ahead, Doc. They weren't around for long. That's why. <laughs> no, no. That's what I'm saying. Is it's like you know, ins and outs. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's go to something better on this episode. How does that Thank sound, you. fellas? God, this episode sucks so far. Why are we doing? Oh wait, there's Rick. Let's Woo! go to Rick Flair. He's gonna brighten up the mood. Here it is. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you've heard the news, Starcade, Ric Flair, Lex Luger, but understand there's some st- special stipulations, Rick, isn't that correct? Well, you know, I've sat here on this television program in front of millions of fans going on 10 years now. That's how long Ric Flair 
has been associated with Turner Broadcasting. And right now, the National Wrestling Alliance, as it does every year, is going to put together the greatest spectacular in sports. Not just wrestling, but in my estimation, the greatest spectacular in sports. Because as the wrestling world knows, and as the real smart sports fans know, the wrestlers, the big name wrestlers today, make more money than any other athletes in any other sport. And right now, Jim Crockett Promotions, Turner Broadcasting, one more time, they've had James Dillon right there in the lawyer's office. They said, J.J., Flair's got to do this or the pressure's going to be on. And Jim Dillon, representing me, representing the Four Horsemen, the bottom line representing the World Heavyweight Championship, signed the contract. Then we hear, by the way, Mr. Dillon, there's going to be a special stipulation. We'll tell you and Flair about it next week. Well, let me explain something to you. You see, the bottom line is that I'm going to do this for all the sports fans out there that don't really have a grasp of what's going on. You talk about two great athletes. And as I've said before, Luger, God bless you. You got more athletic ability and more athletic skills than any man I've ever competed against. But once again, I'm going to give you your due by telling you that to be the man, regardless of all of those God-given gifts, you've got to beat the man. And the World Heavyweight Championship is the trophy. I don't care what you read about, what you hear about, what someone tries to tell you is taking place on a make-believe basis. That championship belt costs $40,000. It's the real McCoy. And I don't care if it's Mike Tyson or Sugar Ray Leonard. They both ask me for my autograph, and they both go, Hey, champ, how are you? You know, and that's a feeling that very few men in the world of professional sports know anything about. To be the world champion, number one. Whether you like them or you don't like them, the bottom line is, ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't get any better than this. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Rick Flair, Lex Luger, Starcade rematch. Watch for it. Well, Flair always brightens up the mood. Doc, you first. Man, he does. He's always great. It's just the levels of great. And what I really like there is, man, he, he's like, he does what he always does, which is getting Luger over. But he, uh, he can't. But but I'm still the man. I'm still the measuring stick. So all the attributes in the world ain't gonna cut it. Then where he starts to style and profile is when he says other world champions from other sports want his autograph or want him to come up and want to come up and shake his hand. So he went from getting Luger over to saying other sports champions seek him out in about 40 seconds. That's a big move. That was pretty ballsy. Hopper, what'd you think? <laughs> Sugar yeah, Ray was nice. Yeah, Sugar Ray Leonard, fucking Mike Tyson, they want his autograph. Right, and it's hard. It is hard. 
hard to quantify. If you most of our listeners know, because they're they're around our age, it is hard to quantify in 1988, 1989, how ridiculously ferocious Mike Tyson was. Yeah, Mike Tyson was was fucking everything. He was deadly. And he and he cut the best promo in the history of wrestling promos ever. We might need to dig that out for the wrestling promo of the week and dust that off for the first time in two and a half years. I mean, what's that? When he said he wanted Lennox Lewis's heart and he wanted to eat his children, and <laughs> <laughs> that's ferocious. the greatest. I'm ferocious like a lion. I want to take his heart and eat his children. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. I'm impetuous. My defense is impregnable. (laughs) (laughs) He was rolling. I remember. But man, when you talk about like phenomenon, like the Von Erichs being over in Dallas, the the road, the rock and roll pop, the the Mike Tyson legacy. Man, it's easy to slip into hyperbole there and exaggerate a lot. But sometimes it's not exaggeration. And Mike Tyson was there, man. He he destroyed people. I mean, did y'all ever beat him on Mike Tyson's punch out? Oh, hell yeah, dude. Little Matt Whoa. got out there. Little Matt got up there and did his work. What about you, Mike? Yeah. It took me a while. Oh, I ass. I guarantee you that that game and that console is somewhere on my property. I, I but, mean, you know, all, Mr. all you had to do was, was duck him for for the first minute and a half or something like that. You had to get he, your rhythm down. The yeah. bigger the bigger problem I had than Mike Tyson was Super Macho Man. If you if he did that, that disc motherfucker, if if you missed that <laughs> discus punch, you were in trouble. Yeah. But man, Tyson's pants would light up right before he threw that punch. I'd be like, holy shit. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Here comes. Here comes. Yeah, I'd use Mike Tyson's punch out as like a palate cleanser from like an all-night session of Legend of Zelda. I was playing that uh, last last Friday night. Mike Tyson's punch out. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And and a Tecmo Bowl. Mm, That's a good one. Bo Jackson, dog. Yeah. At, at a bar, they had it set up on on one of the TVs. Mm. And it's like, you know, you can play fucking Nintendo right now. It's like, well, fucking turn it on, bro. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's play that, Tecmo Bowl. Doesn't that doesn't that seem like months ago now? What? Where you just go to a bar? Yeah. Bro. Yeah, I know, huh? Now I'm like. Am I, is it is it safe to go out and look for shit paper? <laughs> they got, let, me, got here, let, me, let me well let me let me give everybody a little public service <laughs> announcement. <here>. Oh shit! <laughs> here's here's your coronavirus survival tip of of the mid show portion, dude. Just take a shit and get in the shower and spread your butt cheeks out and let the water. <laughs> <laughs> There's no reason to run around from store to store exposing yourself <laughs> to God knows what looking for shit paper. I mean, <laughs> do bad, I yeah. 
Do I have some in the house? Yeah, we have about a month's supply. I got a lot of people living here, and we stock up on dry goods. You might want to clarify when you say stock up. You didn't buy like fucking 40 fucking big packs of it. You bought enough because you've got three adults and two kids. Right. We have two packages of jumbo rolls. That ain't enough. It's probably not, but the, but I was told by the the missus that it would last us a, at least a month. Dude, I was saw it at, at fucking Walmart. The dudes bring it out. Well, they don't even like stock it. They just pull the pallet out, <laughs> and these motherfuckers. It looked like I was watching Wild Kingdom, like a pack of coyotes tearing into a fucking deer carcass. So here. Let him go. Let him go, Doc. Do not interrupt him. Keep going, Hopper. I couldn't believe these. It, it, it was like, is there, is there something special about this toilet paper, bro? <laughs> they were just tearing into this shit like it was like a pack of fucking wolves tearing into a fucking a elk carcass in fucking Yellowstone. It's, I was like, it's, it's fucking toilet paper, bro. It's special. It's special triple ply protects yeah. you, protects your most vulnerable areas against the coronavirus. I'm charming <laughs> clean. My booty's clean. What the fuck, bro? These owls just right. Here's the thing. Asshole, here's the <laughs> here's the thing. When we went out to the store last week and bought toilet paper, it was the beginning of the hoarding. But they had some, so we bought some. And my kids know that Charmin booty clean commercial. Yeah. <laughs> and they started cutting a promo on me in the store about why we weren't buying Charmin because their booties wouldn't be clean. And everybody <laughs> else was tense about the coronavirus. And my kids were cutting promos because we weren't being brand loyal. Yeah. Anyway. Angel soft, you mother, you, you cheap fuck. Right. <laughs> hey, let, me, let me just say this. For the time one. being... For the time being in the foreseeable future, the supply chain on toilet paper is fine. Let's calm down. Yeah. Now, let me give you all another helpful hint when you're talking about cleaning your booty. If you got one of those removable shower heads, mm. that's yeah, basically it's a, it's like a, a bidet. It's, like a mobile, <laughs> it's a mobile bidet. Here's, here's another tip. Eat some more fiber. I mean, how much wiping do you need to do? I don't know, bro. I poop like a dog, bro. Ain't much, ain't much, ain't, ain't much dingleberries. I mean, I wipe and stuff. Well, this but is what I've been doing, bro. I've been shitting at work more. That's why I've been saving toilet paper because I figured if I shit there, I don't got crap at the house, right? Except maybe once. Way to pass on. Way to pass on the savings to the man. Yeah. Shit, shit somewhere else. Yeah, like, there you go. Yeah, in the yard. Yeah. Go to your friend's house. <laughs> yeah, go to your, go to your, go to the go to the compost heap and get grab you a pile of leaves in springtime and just run that up in there. <laughs> All right, like well, Hopper, Hopper, Hopper was a hunter. He didn't dug a hole before and took a dump in it. I'm telling well, you, I, gu- I guarantee you, man. So here's the thing: we're never gonna get through this. We were supposed to be done in nine minutes. We're not. We're not even <laughs> halfway through the show. Here's Barry and JJ out. Let's hear what they have to say. There you go, Doc. With us now, the United States Heavyweight Champion, Barry Windham and J.J. Dillon. J.J. handling the uh, negotiations for the World Heavyweight Champion, Ric Flair. But there's a man, Bam Bam Bigelow, that would like to get hold of Barry Windham. 
Well, I've had a real problem, as Mr. Flair has already indicated. Negotiations have been hot and heavy in the office of the NWA. I'm in there. I've got lawyers on all sides jumping in my ear, trying to get all this fine print worked out and really trying to nail the world heavyweight champion to the wall. And every time I go out to use a phone to convert with my lawyers, that sleazy Sir Oliver Humperdinck is in there trying to pull some shenanigans of his own. And as we already saw this morning, Humperdinck has now got Bam Bam Bigelow all revved up and he's waiting till Barry Windham has matches on TV, main event matches, where he has to put out 100% effort, and then the minute that he sees one little open, we get typical Humperdinck activity, which is backstabbing, backjumping. Let me tell you what, Bam Bam Bigelow will not face me face to face. He always has to come in, like James said, when I'm in a main event match, when I'm at my utmost, and I am when I am working hard. Let me tell you what, Bam Bam Bigelow, the championship is right here. All you have to do is sign for the match, and if you have the guts, face me face to face, and we'll go to it the way men should. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to admit that he did catch Barry Windham with that splash, and if he comes off with 396 pounds, there is that possibility that he could secure a three count. But, Mr. Humperdinck, you better tell Mr. Bigelow that the next time he gets in the air and comes down on Barry Windham, it's going to be a different story because they're going to start one-on-one -on -one Starting fresh across the ring, and you got to get this great athlete down before you can jump on him. And I'm not so sure you can do that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about the beast from the east, Bam Bam Bigelow. Let's go to the ring and see him in action. All right, Doc. Uh, I thought it was funny. JJ calling Humperdinck sleazy. That kind of popped me because, of course, JJ is the model citizen in this promotion. Your thoughts? Um. I thought they were both really good. I thought Barry was short and sweet, but I also thought that JJ did something really nice. He said, hey, I don't think it's going to happen, but you could beat Barry. But mm. then he came back. But then he, so the, oh, 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 well, shit, they're scared. But then he came back and said, you know, but if we're all face up here, I don't think that's going to happen. I thought that was very subtle psychology there. By the way, Mike, I just want to let you know, on top of coronavirus, we do have the threat of some tornadoes tonight. So just, oh, that's I great. You, I just, in the old uh, nature, Mother Nature spiking the football on us here, um, just keep one eye open tonight for the tornado sirens. Great, 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 great. That's I couldn't wait for uh, that. All right, okay, Hopper. so I, need, I, I do have a timestamp as you're well, Wait, hold on. We didn't even hear Hopper's side. What did he had from J.J. and Barry? Why is he 396? Just round that shit off. Well, they're trying to make him seem lighter than he really is. I would say he's he's fucking 402. Maybe he's got a... Stop that shaming Bigelow, okay? Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, I can't body shame him? No. Has he ever wrestled without that whole... With that big bodysuit on? I've never seen it. Yeah. I'm sure he has. I'm sure he has. And somebody I like, just... tell Mike, tell Doc that in 1987 in Japan in the Super <laughs> J Cup for the IWGP title, Grand Prix title, he wore a singlet. Wow. That's nice. Harper, well, hey, Harper, Mike told me the other day how many, tell Doc to fuck off emails he get. I'm like. Really? I'm like, man, I <laughs> wish people, I wish people would save their time, because 
I can't believe that y'all are that worked up about any. I look back when I was pushing y'all's buttons, but man, we're all we're all in the same army here. Anyway, can you go to thirty-seven minutes? Thirty-seven minutes. Well, we're at thirty-six forty-two, so uh, we're getting right to thirty-seven. As uh, Bam Bam Steinborn, Bigelow, Steinborn gets up here in a second and punches Bigelow in the head. Okay. I think. He, oh yeah, he, he gets he, up here. Okay, he hit him in the eye, which is fine. But right here, he punched him. He should have sold that. Like it hurt his hand to hit that head. That head has got tattoos on it. He should have been like, ah, my yeah. hand's on fire. Right. Hmm. I'll take it. Okay. Harbor, any thoughts on this match between Bigelow and Steinborn? All right, so uh, let's keep going. Thirty-eight forty-one. We're gonna get a promo from uh, the sleazy man himself. I, I, look, he have, huh, does he have more than one shirt? No, I don't. Oh, well, no. Well, this was when they were wanted doing multiple tapings. No, not not yet. No, no. <laughs> and he keeps wearing that same shirt every time. What do you think that shirt fucking smells like? You tell us. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it probably smells like brute and some fucking liquor. That's it. I thought it was I thought it would smell like canoe. What's that? Canoe canoe. That was a, a cologne back then. Oh. And and sandalwood incense. Oh God. <laughs> Probably smells like fucking English leather. English leather and sandalwood incense. <laughs> God, I'm surprised they don't, they don't have like, like a pack of Paul Malls like in the in the shirt pocket. <laughs> Viceroy's. Oh God. Viceroy. <laughs> I even think those companies are still around. Well, what if it's Vantage? Know. Oh. <laughs> All those bargain cigarettes are even yeah. worse than the good ones. The basics. <laughs> so, yeah, he he's a mess, but again, I I want to see this pay off in a meaningful fashion, so let's hear what he has to say. Here we go. Jay Dillon said that the only way Bam Bam is going to win is to attack Barry Windham from behind. The only way Bam Bam Bigelow is going to force Barry Windham into a match with him is if he humiliates him. You know, I had an opportunity to hear Dylan out here flipping off again. Boy, this guy, he thinks he's got me pegged, right? He knows me for a long time, and he knows that I'll do anything it takes to get what I want. I've never said I was a choir boy. I know every dirty trick there is to know. In fact, I wrote the book. And Barry Windham, I know how to force people like you into wrestling matches. And that's get right into your face and embarrass you at every, every turn possible. Now, there's something that... We desire, we desire that U.S. title and Barry Windham sooner or later, through hook or through crook, you're going to have to put your name on that dotted line and James J. Dillon, the administrator, he's used to dealing with contracts, well the contract is in your court. We have signed it, we have sealed it, and we've delivered it to his office. And if he's half a man, if he's even half a man, you're going to put your name on the line, Barry Windham, because this man right here, the man of flame and fire, 
is coming after that U.S. title, and I want to get it so bad I can taste it. Bam, bam. What do you think? U.S. title? U.S. title. Everybody knows that the NWA has the most prestigious wrestling titles in the professional wrestling today. And the U.S. Heavyweight Championship is going to be mine. Wyndham, your history. And if it takes me finagling outside that ring, J.J. Dillon, you think you're dangerous? Well, you ain't seen nothing yet because I'm the baddest of them all. All right, ladies and gentlemen, listen, coming up next, you're going to see the original Midnight Express. I thought they were good, Doc. What did you have? Pretty basic, but decent. Yep, I agree. Harper, you? I like that term, the man of flame and fire. That's that's cool. I didn't think about it, but that is true. That's pretty damn cool. Um, all right. So we go. Anything else, Hall, Before we go to the next match? Nah. All right. We go to the next match. We get Paulie Dangerously. He introduces his original Midnight Express, who defeat Brett and Brad Holiday. Uh, I was soon. Doc, you got anything from this before we go to the promo? No, you know, and it's kind of interesting there. Oh, well, I did. Did you see Paulie with that ponytail? It looks like yes. a legit horse's ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not like a ponytail, like, like what, uh, like what oh. Barry Wyndham, when he puts his hair back in a ponytail, like, he looks badass looking. He kind of almost like a rock star-ish. He his the back of his head legit looks like the back of a horse's ass. <laughs> it's the perfect uh, definition of a ponytail. <laughs> oh no! I got uh oh. There's your first sign of the coronavirus. I... Oh wow, that's awesome. I hadn't thought about that, but now that you say it, I can't unsee it. Yeah. It, it, it The back of his head looks like a horse's ass. I want you to see a fucking cop sitting on his fucking head for fucking Mardi Gras. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> well. Oh, I can't. Okay. Yeah. All right. Therefore, anything else from Paul E. introducing the original Midnight Express? No, and I didn't have anything from the match, really. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't either. So let this, me, let me... this episode was struggling along until you know. Uh, it really, it really, really was struggling until we get to the the like literally the very end of it, um, which we're getting there. Well, Steiner's coming up in a minute, but uh, let's go now to a um, uh, the promo. Uh, we got we got Paulie and his original Midnight Express. Here it is. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's signed, sealed, and we're going to deliver it to you the day after Christmas at Starcade. The Midnight Express against the original Midnight well, Express. it's finally going to happen, huh? You guys are coming out here and you're screaming, we're a bunch of back jumpers, huh? So now you want to meet us face-to-face -face in front of the whole world on Starcade, huh? Jim Cornette, I've told you to your face before. That when you were a kid, every time, every day after school, you went around the state of Kentucky and you went up to every single truck driver saying, are you my father? Huh? That's not the kind of guy that I think can lead a tag team to defeat the real Midnight Express. 
You see Bobby Eaton. You're coming out here and you're sitting here and you're letting all that anger just bottle up. And you want it to come out and start, Kate, huh? Jim Cornette doesn't like you, Bobby. If he did, he wouldn't be telling you to go against Dennis and Randy. He'd invest in money for a speech therapist for you. As for you, Stan Lane, you better go and get a job at Chippendales because you got a lot better future doing that than you do trying to prove yourself to the real Midnight Express. No, we're not going to be the gangsters of love. And no, we're not going to be the salt in a swing. This man is now called the lethal weapon. And this is the messenger of mayhem. And at the end of Starcade, after they beat up Bobby, after they humiliate Stan and show that they are the real Midnight Express, not just the original, then, Mr. Cornette, Dennis is going to take you by one arm, and Randy's going to take you by the other. And Dennis is going to take that lethal weapon and knock your teeth down your throat. And then Randy's going to take that size 12 boot of his and knock him right back out through your mouth. And then I, my friend, am going to hold you up to the camera. And I'm going to make you with no teeth looking like Leon Spinks talking like this. Look in that camera and say, yes, Paulie, dangerously. Dennis and Randy are not only the original, but they are the only Midnight Express you can bank on it at Starcade. Well, the video is all messed up on this version of it, but uh, I thought Paulie cut a really good promo. Harper, what did you have from it? I, I just remember seeing him with that phone, being a kid, thinking that's not even a cell phone. That's a cordless phone. That's like my mom's phone. I thought the same thing back then. I got a question. Uh, what year did you get your first cell phone? Me? me? Oh, fuck. Late. Um, 2000. Maybe three, two. Were you one of those people that were like, man, fuck this shit, bro. Why would I want a fucking phone where people could get a hold of me? I don't know. I thought it was cool. Okay. I, I could play the little snake game. Okay. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Yeah, marry that mic on those on those fucking Nokia's that you could yeah. throw them at somebody and fucking kill them with them. Those Dude, you could. <laughs> big plastic fucking phones. Yes. Fucking know what I used to love doing? Uh oh. Everybody had those fucking phones back then, those fucking Nokia phones. Everybody had them. And a friend of mine, a friend of mine, Billy, and a friend of mine, John Joy, that they had the same phones, except they were, it was just like one was red and one was blue. And they had them sitting on a bar and it got up to do something. And the thing is, you could take the front of them off to, for the battery. And so I just changed. The front of them. And so they didn't realize it that it, it was it was their phone. So you see what I'm saying? Phones. You switched them. Right. So they would leave. They didn't fucking know. So they would leave with the other's phone. Yeah. Because <laughs> only the front was the same, but the back of it was the phone. If you were a real wrestler, Harper, you would have roofied both of them and then had them fuck each other in a hotel room somewhere. That's nice. And, did, and you would have shit in their bag. Come on. Mike, get control over this. No, I ain't got nothing to do with it. He, he's, a, he's an idiot, not me. That's messed up, though, because I could see these two dudes 
leaving the bar and they got one's got the other's phone and the phone rings and it's right. somebody right. looking for, for for this one he's like who <laughs> you got the wrong number bro no i don't yeah. that was... <laughs> oh i remember my dad had a fucking a prime co phone remember prime co with the little yes. fucking alien yes god Jesus good Christ, good promo it. there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, we can keep going. We got the Varsity Club, Mike Rotunda and Dr. Death. They are with Sullivan. They defeat Mike Jackson and Rick Anderson. Uh, from there, we go to a Varsity Club promo. Uh, it's actually pretty short, but I don't know, Doc. Did you have anything from it? I thought it was great when Kevin this Sullivan said. Shit. Uh, Kevin Sullivan said, I traded a Look moron for a Rolls Royce. This guy Royce. is so fucking horrible. <laughs> Oh, you're talking about the match. I was like, what do you mean the promo was Watch how many bumps. Okay, let's watch him. Here he goes. Rick Anderson is this guy's name. God, he doesn't know what he's doing. Look how behind he's circling. That's what I'm saying. He has to be the other guy's tag team partner because he got the same fucking clothes on. How dangerous. Brian Adams, you mean. Right. Hold on. We got to watch this again. Look at this asshole come in the ring. Watch him. What time is Holy shit. We're at 49.47. Watch. Just watch how he, when they start circling, he has no clue. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my. He just. <laughs> he don't have his he, up. He don't even know what he's doing. Watch him fall right here. What the? <laughs> How how dangerous is that to send a guy like that in with Rotunda and Doctor Death? Uh, Doctor Death could murder this guy. Right. <laughs> he put his arms down. Yeah, he did. He was afraid to take the bump off her. No. Oh god, you two fucking asshole! He's a sack of potatoes, Hopper. <laughs> Oh my God, Dr. Death is about to kill him. <laughs> he has no clue oh, what he's God, doing. He did it again. He almost, uh. Yeah, this one might be worth going back to watch if you're uh, into people not knowing how to do their jobs. <laughs> he doesn't have a clue. Oh. All right, Hopper, anything else from this? Then the guy trips later on i think it's here when he throws him into the ropes and the guy just falls oh yeah watch this <laughs> that was a hard suplex yeah, what a fucking asshole <laughs> <laughs> <You know? sighs> this is terrible look at this. fuck out of here you don't even know how to fall out the <laughs> <laughs> all right okay Keeping it moving. Um, In the next promo after the match, Sullivan uh, cuts a promo and he says, we traded a moron for a Rolls Royce. That's a great line. That's what he said. I thought that was phenomenal when he said that. Um, Did you have anything else from it, though, Doc? Not really, because there's a bunch of other cool stuff that we need to talk about that's wor- more worthy of this thing. Yes. Damn. And then that's What's followed by... Oh, go ahead, Hopper. You saw Dr. Death put his finger up his ass? 
We throw him in a rink. Watch. Yeah, he did. Come on. <laughs> this guy is a shit. But I'm with you, Hopper. He's dressed like that guy from earlier, so it's like they were a tag team. And he's wearing a belt like the belt my, my dad would wear. <laughs> right. Jesus <laughs> God. Look he, needs he, to, he needs that. He needs that belt later when he puts on his rustler jeans to make sure that he, <laughs> to make sure oh, that he stay up. He bumps and falls straight to his ass. It's great. Oh my god! Is it, All right. Let's see. What you throw the ropes? Doctor Death got mad at him too. Look, <laughs> he's like the fuck over here, bro. Watch him die. He shoots him off into the ropes, and he just falls flat on his face. <laughs> and then Paul, what do you think? Uh, Mike Jackson is fucking thinking. I can't save this, and I hope they don't take it out on me. Yeah, he's like, do not tag me in. <laughs> they go to tag him in, and it's the first time in history the enhancement talent just drops to the floor. And it's like, nah, bruh, and leaves. <laughs> that guy was truly clueless. Truly clueless. All right. Um, Roll Warriors promo, Doc. What you got? Let's hit it. Okay, I didn't know if you wanted to uh, say something first, but hold on. Let me get to it. I'm just going to tell you that I am a huge fan of the Road Warriors as heels because it fits their persona so much better than being baby faces that I'm all in on this thing. Listen to the crowd, though. That's all my, my only comment. They, they're not, they're, the crowd's not ready. I yes. am. Listen, here it is. Ladies and gentlemen, here they are, the World Tag Team Champions, the mighty Road Warriors, Hawk and Animal. David Crockett. I'd like to just say one thing. We'd like to say to everybody out there, thanks for all the hate mail you've been sending us. It's quite an inspiration to us. Matter of fact, it inspires us to hurt, maim, and disrupt lives more than we already have. Now let's give some credit Do where credit's due. Lex Luger and Sting, we never underestimated you as physical specimens, we just underestimated what you had between your ears to back it up. So we found out that you're not any stronger or bigger than we thought. You're just a little bit smarter than we thought. Our mistake. But when we make mistakes, we always compromise by doing something about it. And what we're going to do about it is in Greensboro tonight, we're going to rip some stinking face. And it ain't gonna be ours, it's gonna be yours! And there's one thing that will always remain different between the two of you and the two of us. We simply don't care. You know, the other night in the ring, I heard Animal hit Sting, and he made a sound like it hurts. Well, you ain't heard any sounds come out of us like that. Because if it did hurt, and sometimes it does, we ain't gonna let you know about it. The other thing different between you and us is we got these and you don't. Tell them, animal. No damn Crockett! I heard I got a master summer seventh 
against Dusty Rhodes, right? That's correct. Dusty Rhodes, you seem to forget. We ain't doing this sport just like you had. Your credentials speak for themselves. You get a long, his a long history of wins against great opponents. But we made a name for ourselves by beating legends. Legends just like you. So you're going to find out what I'm all made of December 7th, and you ain't going to like it one bit. Oh. All right, Paul. He's just walking away without saying a word. Paul Ellery, the World Tag Team Champions. They leave us. We don't know what, you know, he heard Animal talk about the American Dream Dusty Rhodes. That match is going to take place December 7th. Talk about the American Dream. Here he comes. Hey, Dusty, he was out here to stop about All right, I'm going to stop it there because we got to talk about the Road Warriors first, and then we're going to get to this next, this big moment in a second. Uh, Harper, what did you have from the Road Warriors? The fans don't, they don't hate them. Ah, that's what got, I, yep. They have not gotten the memo. No. They're hard they, to hate. And the thing is that the promos haven't really changed. Not at all. I mean, it's, I'm with you. Bro, when he said, when we hit you and we, we can tell by your sound that it hurts, but we ain't ever going to show you that. That's one difference. And then the second difference is, and he holds up the straps, that was that was top shelf. It, it, it was gold, but like like Doc said, look at those spikes. Oh, my God. Um, like Hopper said, the, the, the fans just don't want to hate them. Yeah. Who cares? The fans don't, the fans don't know what they want. Okay, Vince. <laughs> <laughs> we'll All right. tell them. So any, any other thoughts can before you, we go to the next imagine, moment? Can you imagine how much shit Vince is Vince threw in the five minutes after he realized that WrestleMania is going to be in an empty stadium? Oh, he lost his shit. Yeah. Hey, you know what, though? There's always good moments in wrestling to make you smile. Last night I showed my seven-year-old son Stone Cold hitting Vince in the hospital room with the bedpan for the first time. And he popped, he watched it like 15 times in a row for real. And my daughter comes through and she's four. She hates wrestling. She's like, I don't like wrestling. And she she popped like she's never popped. And she sat there and watched 13 of the 15. That's because it translates into more than wrestling when you see that. Absolutely. Pops him with a bedpan. Jesus Lord. Boing. Uh, Boing. Speaking okay. of iconic moments with metal hitting heads, maybe we should continue on. Yes, let's go to Dusty Rhodes, who comes out right after the Road Warriors, and then he calls out the Road Warriors, and we will see how this goes down. Here it is. Rhodes, that match is going to take place December 7th. Talk about the American dream. Here he comes. Hey, Dusty, he was out here to Let stop me. Tell something about this old Texas boy right here. You've been coming out here week in and week out talking trash. Let's don't wait till Chattanooga, Tennessee, Daddy. Let's don't wait till December 7th. If you want some of the dream, the legend, if you will, in public, come on out and get it right now. All right. Dusty wants him. Dusty said, Animal, if you want him, get in the ring. Here comes Animal. Why do you want him so bad? If you want him, go get him. All right, it's going to break down right here. The 
I'm not going to wait till December the 7th in Chattanooga. Big road warrior animal on the American Green Dusty Rose. This is like a street fight here. He misses with a clothesline. Rose to the far side. Catches animal with a clothesline. And he's trying to choke. Well, that's two on one, Tony. Well, you knew it would happen, Jim Ross. You knew good and well with all the road warriors here that it would be more. And all of a sudden, we see Animal. He is taking off one of the spikes. He is taking off a spike. And he has hit Dusty in the head with it. He just hit Rose right in the face. Oh, my goodness. God, he's put it in his eye. He's put the spike in his eye. He is jabbing him in the eye or has with the spike. He unhooked it from his shoulder pads or whatever it was and he's jabbing in Dusty's eye. He's opened Dusty up. Oh my God. They're trying to put his eye out. This is horrible. They're sticking that spike right in his eye. The road warriors. This is, they, are, they are trying to blind him. They stuck that spike right in his eye. Rhodes is bleeding. But you can hear him screaming, Tony. He is in a tremendous amount of pain and you know, Jim Ross, the first thing I thought of when I saw this was that maybe this great career has come to an end. We got to get out of this. We'll be right back. Well, the iconic moment where Dusty gets the spike stuck in his eye, putting his eye out. Hopper, this is memorable. What do you think? The one thing I love is in the very beginning, when a road warriors walk away, and then Dusty comes out 20 seconds later, you think. Right by them. Right. You think, why didn't they have a confrontation? You're like, okay, they are going to have one. That's good. Right here. And when he first stabs them, I'm like, man, I remember this being more fucking dramatic. <laughs> then when they get him down and they're stabbing the fuck out of him, like, holy fuck, look at this shit. Because I was like taking, because as a kid, I just pictured them as they, they're taking that that spike almost like it's a knife and just stabbing them in the fucking eye with it. Oh, that in, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Keep going. We're like, we're like they should be in fucking jail for this oh, shit. Oh, this is criminal. Yeah. This is criminal. It's, 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 it's criminal. So, uh, it was shocking. It was shot. Oh, okay. It was ridiculous. So I, I want to pause for a second. If you're if you're a Patreon member, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT on the video version. So watch right now, Hopper. Animals unscrewing a spike. You like you see him down on the pads, and in in before he even actually like they're digging it into his eye. Watch him swing his fist with that spike in his hand when he hits Dusty in the in the face or, or head. It's pretty vicious. Here it comes. Watch. Dusty turns around, and here it comes. Bitch. Like, he swung that shit at his face, and I was like, oh, and you're yeah. right. I thought, like, I remember watching this, and I was like, bro, that, it was like watching somebody stab somebody. You were like, damn, yeah. this is, this is almost too real. It's Why are y'all talking about visual. it like it's real? Look at that visual. Oh, yeah. He's stabbing the hell out of him. He probably wore the white shirt to try to get blood on it, like a cornet had the white suit. That's yep. exactly why he did, and it was that's that's exactly why you wear the white, because you could see the blood. But but when he comes up, so watch when he comes up, and you see his eye right here. Look at that. Look it at that really, shit. It really looks mm. like his eye is out. Oh, graphic. <laughs> All right, Hopper. What else? Anything else from it? 
I just remember seeing this for the first time, like, what the fuck am I watching? Because this went from zero to a thousand quick. No, like, this yeah. isn't just, yeah. uh, uh, you know, this isn't just a, a fucking chair shot to the fucking head. This is a yeah. whole nother fucking animal. This is next no level. No pun intended. Yeah. yeah. This is next level. Uh, Doc, you haven't said anything. You're, you're, you go ahead. What you got? This is just amazing, and I like where Dusty gets the upper hand at first, but then in comes Hawk throwing bombs mm-hmm. and turns turns the tide right there that we're watching. And, man, he unscrews that spike, and it is, you know, dramatic, not dramatic. What you remember, what you don't remember, that's business, man. And I watch this. Usually I watch these things on my phone. I watch this one on my TV. And the kid was watching with me. And, you know, he's a fan of today's product. So he's used to seeing, like, pancakes get thrown and a <laughs> bunch of bland. He looked at me and he's like, they're poking his eye out. <laughs> and I was like, yep. And he had, like, genuine concern for some big, fat old guy that he don't even know, you know. Dude, they... This is I a mean, crime. It's a crime. He he's in pain. I don't know that the fans necessarily see it the way that the that the Fed wants us to see it, but I bet you a lot of people on TV do because we know in mid eighty eight Dusty was still popular in the arenas. Look at I, look at his eye right there on that video where we paused it. Oh boy. Hmm. It almost looks like they they took a meat grinder to his eye. It's uh all right. This is something else, man. This is a what'd you call a doc earlier? An iconic moment. Absolutely seminal, iconic, memorable, just phenomenal stuff. And here's the thing: you don't see Dusty in the ring doing stuff, but about once a year, if that. So I mean, this is also. I mean, it's there for a reason. So we're gonna we're gonna revisit this actually in a little bit. So I just let's just put this on ice. The babyface come out and save Dusty. Let's put this on ice for a second. We're gonna come back because the Real Warriors are gonna cut a vicious promo uh, towards the end of this episode that we do need to revisit. And Animal does something with the spike that's incredible. Um, more to come on that. For now. Uh, we do go to a match. It's Rick Steiner. He defeats Joe Cruz. Doc, what do you have from this, if anything? The match? Yeah. I suspect nothing. I want to go to this promo, though, if you and Harper are fine with that. Yeah. Yeah, I think we might want to. <laughs> and so Rick's... I mean, here's the go thing. Ahead. We bill ourselves as the unprofessional podcast, but, I mean, can we do this? Can you play this? Is that going to be well, okay? Let me remind you, this aired on TBS. But that um, was 32 years ago, pal. 32 years ago. And um, I'm not saying BTT stands by uh, the language used in this, but uh, there would be a lot of people canceled, including the fans, in 2020 yes. if this were to happen. So let's go Shameful. to it and you'll see exactly what I'm saying. Here it is. 
Club we all expected has occurred, Rick Steiner, and now the issue is World Television Championship. The contract is on the table. Kevin Sullivan said it's yours if you want it, and you can go after that World Television title held by a man that you've said on many times that you can beat. Mike Ritardo couldn't find his way out of a paper bag if there was a hole in it. Wow. A big hole. Well, he's, he's a fine champion, though. Fine who? Mike Rotunda. Mr. Ritardo. He's held the title since January, and I, and I think that there's no doubt that you pose the greatest. Yeah, look who he had to wrestle, Dr. Death, and now they're buddies. Like, you know. Never had to wrestle you, and in all your, let's talk about it. I beat him before anyway. I beat Dr. Death, and I can beat Mr. Ritardo, too. Well, I think all the fans out there, and next week we're going to find out if that match comes to light. But you also have to realize there's Kevin what? Sullivan, there's Dr. Death on the outside. So if you go up against Mike Rotunda, it's going to be more than a one-on-one -on -one fight. Alex is going to watch out for me. <laughs> <laughs> this is Alex, right? This is Alex. This is my new partner. See, I let Spike home today. Spike's in the bag. I brought Alex with me. Alex will keep an eye on things. <laughs> okay, well, well, good for Alex. What, what exactly does Alex tell you? Um, he only talks to me and I just listen to him. So I, I can't hear Alex at you all. You can't hear Alex at all. Well. Want a kiss? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fans. Rick Steiner and the big match is on its way into Starcade. I can't wait. I can't wait. I'll beat him. And you can beat Mike, Mike Rotundo, right? Retardo. Rotundo. Retardo. Whatever you Retardo. 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 Whatever you say. Thank you, Tony. Okay, there it is from Rick Steiner, certainly on his quest for the World Television Championship. More right after this timeout. Harper, please save me. Isn't that so great? <laughs> it, I mean, all of this is so because he's like, yeah, uh, they were they were our wrestling against each other, not our friends now. That's something a kid watching this would say. It's true. Did you did you get the crowd at the special house to chant that when that special fellow started choking you? That's nice. <laughs> Mike Retardo. That was the guy's Dude. name from the Sopranos, remember? Doc? Uh Mikey? No, they oh God, the guy that uh he said he fucking looked like the Sultan of Iran or something. You know who I'm talking about. Jeez, man. If it's been a long day. If you hadn't hit me with that, I could have got that. Um, keep going and I'll I'll come back with that. All right. That was okay. that was that was hurtful. Um and as somebody who is a is a champion of those with special needs, I don't appreciate that whatever whatsoever. I don't like this at all. I mean, I, I think you should <laughs> He should he should get kicked off the air, dude. So let me okay. I don't I, I don't like that word for the record. Retardo. That's terrible. <laughs> but Come on. so hold on. He didn't say it. Once. Are you talking about Phil Leotardo? Right. That was his name. Now he goes back to Sopranos. I just found it. I don't have time to wait. I gotta. Jump in when the mood hits me. <laughs> so Steiner says the R word. Not once, not twice, not three, four, five times. And then he gets the damn crowd to start chanting it. That that was interesting. And also you could tell even 32 years ago that made Shivani kind of uncomfortable. 
he refused to say it. Right. Because he kept saying rotunda, he said rotunda. And then Steiner keeps going, no, no, no. He's like, rotunda. No, no. You're like, dude. I just, the fans chanting it. Can you imagine if the NWA power crowd started chanting that today? They would identify every member in that audience. And they would screenshot them. it, zoom in. Yes. DNA test on them and ruin <laughs> They, yeah, their they lives would be ruined. Boss. Yeah. Uh, uh, but he got a whole audience, studio audience. Ch- God darn. Did they start calling him that? But here's the thing, man. We were like 11 to 14 in 1988, and we were using that word. Yeah, we used that word a lot. And the we, That don't and make it a, right. It doesn't make it right, but you're you also here's the thing, it doesn't make it right. But you can't judge past behavior against the social mores and norms and standards of today. Yeah. Well no, I you think can't. it was wrong. I think it was wrong back then to use it. <sighs> like as a no, no no hold on. Hear me out, hear me out. As a kid, if you called if you literally called a kid with special needs that you knew that was wrong. You were just a oh kid. yeah, you, you were didn't a give fucking a asshole, right? <laughs> that, <laughs> now, that, now Harper's making that, my that point. Yeah, but it didn't stop any of the three of us from doing it. And that's what yeah. makes us dirty. I mean, we <laughs> used to say like, it's dirty. "What do you think's better? You know, who's what do you think's better, Joe Montana or fucking whoever?" Like, so you're like, "No, but you fucking retarded, bro." Joe Montana's a better quarterback. Okay, we used to say that shit all the time. That's different. I'm not talking about that, Hopper. I'm talking about if you were a kid who made fun of a kid with special needs when you were a kid, you knew you were wrong, but you did it because you were just a little jackass. If you do that, period, you're a fucking, you're an asshole. Right. That's my point. Like, if you, I'm saying, you know, you heard kids back then do that. And they were wrong, like literally making fun of special need kids. That that was, I mean, you knew it was wrong back then, but th- that didn't stop them from doing it. Yeah, because they're fucking assholes, right? <laughs> that's, that's my point. That's my point. Now this is different. Rick Steiner's a grown man getting a freaking studio audience to chant it. It's terrible. Like you look back, so like we've seen some crazy stuff, Doc. But you look back at this, you're like, "Come on, man!" So, come on, somebody just got spiked in the eye, and then we just went to that. You think the executives at Turner are like, <laughs> "Um, what the fuck?" We need to get standards and practices, practices over to them so that we can get a hold on this. I would yeah. be surprised if like the crowd was 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 calling him Mike Retardo, and that's where he got that from. Could have been. At, at uh, house shows or something like that. And he picked up on it? Yeah. Could have been. Okay. Let's move forward past Rick Sire's segment right here because we got a little bit more to go here, and then we're going to get out of here. Uh, Jim Cornette does introduce the Midnight Express. Um, I, I, It's very short. I'm going to play the 30 seconds of it because – Corny's going to throw a haymaker at Paul Lee here as he introduces his midnight. Here it is. Ladies and gentlemen, David Crockett has gone to the hospital to check on the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. And uh, David will not be with us to balance of the program. Here's Jim Cornette 
We're gonna... I heard what Polly dangerously said. Let me tell you something, Polly. You don't never in your life have to worry about a kid running up to you saying, are you my daddy? Because even if a woman would, you can't, brother. Ladies and gentlemen, I present, except no substitutes, not the original, not the extra crispy, but the real, beautiful Bobby and Sweet Stan. Well, he just said Paulie couldn't get it up. Doc, your thoughts? Um... I'm blown away by Stan's look as he gets in the ring. That red and baby blue and stripe. He's just that's an that's an amazing concept that they've come together with here. Um, and then in the middle of the match, Eaton's going to bring him over like he used to do when they were heels and pop the guy in the face in front of the, the podium. How's that a baby face move? Hey, gay fabe. No, very tight. Hopper, he's airtight, brother. Hopper, your thoughts? That fucking jacket Stan wears, he looks like he's a, uh, like he's in a, a fucking Mardi Gras crew. I was going to say American Gladiator. <laughs> or, or he's a, an extra in that fucking Flash Gordon movie from a million years ago. Hopper, you nailed oh, it. He looks like he's in a Mardi Gras crew. Oh, man. That is a good one, the Flash Gordon one, too. God, that thing's terrible, isn't it, Hopper? It's so bad. I mean, what is it? It's not a shirt. It's not no. a robe. It's, it's not a vest. Do you see how it snaps on the bottom? You see when he takes it off? That's like, a, watch it's him. like a poncho. Yeah, like you see, watch. It's it's attached on the sides. Watch him unsnap it right here. See how he unsnaps? He's unsnapping it? Yeah. And he lifts it up over his head? It's like a poncho, yes. <laughs> I don't get it, but hey, he's staying lane, and he's the the lovable douche that we all love. So great, good, good God, we love it. Um, so they they are in there. They're wrestling uh, Rip Morgan and Max Miles. Uh, Cornette's on commentary. He's fired up. He's yapping as usual. Cornette shoves his bloody jacket into this poor sap's mouth. Midnight do win easily. Doc, any thoughts from the match? Not really. Uh, Hopper, any thoughts from you? No. All right, so let's go to the um, the end of this, or I don't want to say the end of it, but we we're going to hear from the Road Warriors here again after they've you know assaulted Dusty. Um, listen to Hawk tell Jr. to shut up. Here it is. They've come back out. You know, Jim, you brought up a good point about these two men just a minute ago. I followed their career since they got in the wrestling profession. They put a lot of guys in the hospital, but never with mm. a foreign object, gentlemen. I think we're a little Jim Rush, one step beyond. What you want to do right now is hand that mic in our face and shut your stinking mouth before I put your eye out with my stinking fingers. Hey, animal, what you got all over your hands? I got the dream's blood. Ain't that the American dream come true? We didn't even feel like wiping it off or clean off. We just want to live in the gloriousness of it. You know, some people call their dog Spike. Football players spike the football, and people spike drinks. But some people, namely us, spike dreams, and that's what we're all about. Well, I think we need, dreams. I think we need to take a look at the situation one more time. It's, it's a horrible situation, but let's take a look. It happened earlier oh on this God. program. All right, so they go to a replay of Dusty getting his eye poked out. Hopper, any thoughts on the scene that they show right there with Hawk telling JR to shut up and Hawk and Animal with the blood on their hands? Not in sound, and they look like heels. Mm. They 100% his, sound and look like heels. The blood, is, the blood is on their hands, literally. Yeah. 
we can't get within six feet of each other, but these assholes were rubbing, bathing in their opponent's blood 32 years ago. Hey, bro, that's wrestling back then. We ain't going to wash this <laughs> off. He told, he and I was like, put the, hold that microphone high. Hawk's going <laughs> to tell you. That was, right. that was real. Real raw. The the blood on the hands is a, is a good visual. Hawk telling Jr. to shut up is a good visual. Um, them pointing out that they didn't wash the blood off is a great visual. I just it's all good stuff all the way around. As we watch, because they've always they've always said them. we're out in the streets, but now it's like, dude, they weren't lying about that shit. Right. This is a prime example of the stuff they got away with in the streets. Um, so they show Dusty right here getting the eye poked out again. And I can't remember because I watched this last week. Don't they blur it? Um, no, they're not blurring it. I thought they did. Uh, anyway, his, I mean, he really looks like he's digging in there. So, all right, Doc, any other thoughts before we go to, like, animals portion of the promo coming up? No, let's hear that. All right, so let's get to it. Uh, here we go. Maybe this great career has come to an end. You know, Jim Ross... If anybody's got any doubt if this is real or it's not, take a look. That ain't plastic. Dusty Rhodes, your first mistake wasn't even making a challenge to me. Now, maybe you had a chance with both your eyes, but you don't stand no chance at all with one eye. Don't you ever call yourself a legend. Come out here and take advantage of that because I ain't going to back down from no man December 7th. I am going to finish the job. You may have no eyes at all. Dusty Rhodes, I think it's time for you, like you said before, lay this body down and maybe your time. We're going to find out December 7th. You no, know, we come from the streets. And on the streets, you do anything to win. Dusty Rhodes, I got a new name for you, Popeye. Popeye Rhodes. Well... I'm sure you have something to add to this. Uh, I don't know if we need to hear from Ellering. Uh, I think uh, we just saw and heard it all right there. Doc, your thoughts? Well, sticking a spike in the podium is a lot better than what would happen if you took that sledgehammer and never mind. I don't want to get you worked up. No, you make a good point. I mean... The visual of the spike going in the podium is real. Um, if you hit somebody with a sledgehammer, you can actually kill them and not just put their eye out. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, by the way, uh, Chris Sapita, that was the uh, Steven Javorski crank-off moment of the week when Dusty got his eye put out. I wanted to mention that. There we go. All right, Doc, keep going. I, they, the, the, the road warrior, first of all, that should have ended the episode. Oh, yeah. And second of all, they've they have dialed it up past eleven. And if you play this promo, I'm done for the night. No, I'm not playing this. <laughs> I'm not playing it. Keep going. I'm done. I don't have any more notes. I don't even Harper, you got any other thoughts about the Road Warriors right there, and then we'll wrap up. I mean, it's the perfect visual is that spike. The because blood you know on the hands and the spike together tell the whole story. Because you know how you say, like, your dad was like, oh, well, the punches are fake. Well, what's fake about that? 
Mm. And your dad would say, oh, that's not a real spike. That's a piece of plastic. You just saw him stick it into the podium. The same podium you watched Abdullah chew up. Right. No lies so detected. Explain man. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was a real spike, and uh, he really stuck it into the podium, a wooden podium, and they really had blood on their hands, and they are vicious people. They are criminals, <laughs> literally. Um, Dusty is in the hospital, and we'll have to wait for an update on Dusty. So thoughts in the thoughts and prayers to Dusty. Well, this is when they can him, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Well, no, they don't can him as as a wrestler, but he's not going to be booking. Oh, so he's still he's still wrestling. He just can't book anymore. Uh, that was always my understanding, right, Doc? I don't know. Oh, I think on. he just got canned, right? No, he doesn't get canned because he's still he's going to be in the um. He doesn't get canned. No, he doesn't get canned right away. All That's right. not true. All right, we'll talk more about that in future episodes. Send all your uh, inquiries to at uh, CJH on Twitter, and uh, yeah, Hopper will I'll never respond it. because he never gets on Twitter. Anyway, all right, so let's close out the episode. Couple quick things: Paul Jones and Russian assassins. They cut a promo. Paul Jones talks about the stipulation where he's been told if his team loses, he has to retire, and if Russian assassins lose, they'll be on mass. Jones says it's not Fuck. happening, so he's got something. I to hope it does happen. <laughs> well. Fuck. <laughs> it's the feud of the century of the year. Anyway, uh, the Fantastics defeat the Cruel Connection 1 and 2. Fantastics cut a quick promo at the end. Nothing really to discuss. They just ate up like the last minute or so as uh, to Bobby Fulton right there shakes his ass in the camera. All right. So they go off air. We do need to rate this episode and give out Rolexes. So uh, before we do it, I want to remind you, if you're not using our Amazon referral link, go to tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Uh, as of us recording this, I know Amazon is um, is only shipping like uh, essential things uh, or what they deem as essential supplies. So uh, I'll just say if you are shopping on Amazon doing what's going on right now, please use the link. If not, hey, look, I completely understand. There are people losing their jobs. There's a lot going on. So uh, use it if you hey, if you're on Amazon. Hey, if man. not, don't worry about it. And here's the other thing, man. I'm going to I'm going to piggyback off of what you just said. Look, there's a lot going on right now, and everybody's nerves are a little high. So don't go grab your side piece. Well, you probably can't go to see your side piece's house. So let's your bra, your main, your bottom bitch, your main girl. Wow, wow, come on, your bottom grow bitch. Up. What the hell's wrong <laughs> with you? Nice. Grow up, man. No, what the hell is wrong go, with you? Don't go. You know, I mean, come before, on, Doc. Before trying to run a professional outfit here, and that's the type of stuff you say. Hush. What the we hell's said wrong be- with you? Hey, come on, bro. What the hell, man? Hope I try to listen to the show and hey, get these guys and boys and jerking each other off and talking about side pieces and side holes. What the hell's going on, Hopper? What the hell, That's man? Nice. I mean, what do you know, Hopper? What the? What the fuck? I mean, come on, Hopper. Damn. Okay, Doc. So, before Christmas, we said you you know you got to go grab your girl by the hair or the by like a bowling ball, whatever you got to do to get them in front of that computer. But everybody's on edge right now. We're all trying to pitch in. We're all trying to do our best. So don't go grab anybody. Just, you know, like Mike said, if you can remember to use the link when you buy that pallet of toilet paper and 7,000 bottles of hand sanitizer that you plan to resell on eBay, 
if you could put a, put us down, that's great. If not, we'll catch you again later. Hey, and I know it's a tough time right now for everyone. Uh, I implore you all, do not do this. I ain't gonna do the Von Erich thing! Please don't. We are here for you, and we're gonna keep doing this show as long as we can during this hey, difficult we're tired. time in this world. We're, try- we're, trying to, we're trying to get the shoot jobs out. We got kids at home during the day now. Um, but Mike and I have been talking about some some ways that we can hopefully release some more content um no promises but you know we're trying all i'm saying is um as 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 much as as this crisis is at our doorstep uh i'll tell you mike and i had several conversations today about what we can do for the army and and no promises but you know you guys are part of the family too like I said earlier, y'all need to be taking care of each other. Wash your hands, lots of soap, sing the whole happy birthday song, get you some, you know, make sure you you're not picking your nose and eating it. And we're going to we're going to take care of one another. Absolutely. All right. So with that said, uh I'm going to rate this episode. I'll go first. And, okay. This is a hard one. It's hard because it's not really a great episode, but there's a the the, the memorable moment elevates it so i'm going a minus because of the memorable moment doc you doc doc um i was scratching my ears so my my headphone was off um i i don't see any reason to deviate from that i'm gonna say a minus as well and I thought about an A, but I'm going to stay with A minus. Yeah. All right. I give it, it Hopper? an A minus. Could you forget? Mm-hmm. You, get, you got Rick. Yeah. You got a Ric Flair promo. Then you have Rick Steiner being fucking awesome, being fucking hilarious. I mean, but you can't give it an A plus because you had the fucking commandos on there. Mm, right. That's a good point. Right. So. Look at that. Look look at that shit. Mm. Blood-soaked spikes yeah. in his hands. Got blood. You, you think this is plastic? Hey, something something we didn't say. So, uh, as they're talking right there, look at Shivani's face when he's when he's showing the blood. Look look at Shivani Disgust. disgusted. Yeah, this is look, disgusting. Look, look at what him. Are what are we doing here? He's like, you know where Dusty's been? Ugh. Conrad, you got me saying these filthy rap lyrics. What are we doing here? all right so i'm with you so we all gave it an a minus okay so uh rolex you go first doc what the hell did he mute himself hey must have had a run run in doc all right i'm gonna get my rolex out no i had a quarantine i had a quarantine somebody got into the my bunker here um deep inside the bowels of the mansion. Uh, this is fairly no-brainer for me. I'm going Road Warrior Hawk. I'm going Hawk, too. Who are you giving it to, um, Hopper? Yeah, fuck it. I'm going to both the Road Warriors. That's not a problem, either. That's yeah. not a problem, either. I totally agree. All right. So there you go. The Road Warriors. Let's just say the Road Warriors get the Rolex, and then A-minus all the way around. Good episode. A lot of, lot of, lot of, hell of a memorable moment here in this week's episode. So, all right, 
So, Doc, you need to drop. Harper and I are going to um, wrap things up. I'll just, go. I'm going to leave with this. For all those people that have hated me over the years, let me just say this. Y'all, y'all take care of each other the next coming weeks. We were, we were, we're tired, but we're real happy to do this. Everybody stay safe, stay healthy. Um, take care of each other, take care of yourselves. And, uh, you know, just, just be grateful for what we do have. And, uh, I guess that's it, man. It's just, uh, th- this was, this was a hard, this was maybe the hardest show we've had to do. Cause Mike and I were walking this. It's like, man, there's a lot on our minds. And, uh, so you know what? Wrestling made me have a good time for a couple hours. I hope it had made you have a good time. I'm going to go ahead and sign off. We'll see you later. Um, that's all I got. Doc, I'll catch you tomorrow as Hopper and I wrap this up. Later. All right. All right, Hopper. Uh, before we get out of here, I have a question for you. Uh. So me and you have gone on rants about washing your hands. Yeah. You know, we all, you know, we've done it. You know, you use the bathroom, turn around, wash your hands, right? I got a great question from a listener. What? Uh, so many of you know our friend Jay-Z Flair out there from uh, Twitter. Very popular. Uh, poses in his oppa suits. He's a big supporter of the show. Longtime supporter. Loves what we do. He loves you, Hopper. He thinks you're great. He just loves everything about BTT, the NWA, Smoky Mountain shows, etc. Uh, Jay-Z Flair wants to know, uh, he says, clearly men need to wash their hands after peeing, but how many chicks actually wash their mouths after performing fellatio? You know, That's giving a nice. Oral service. So, Hopper. I mean... I mean, I look at it like this. You ever fucking wash your mouth out after you do it? I brush my teeth every night before I go to bed. Uh, I mean, right afterwards. Uh, (laughs) Come on, bro. Yeah, I mean, like, not right after. Yeah, right. But you go to bed afterwards. I brush, I'm, I'm brushing, I'm brushing goggle after, bro, before I, before I lay down, man. That is true, huh? Yeah. Like, now, now, now that I think about it, yeah, I've always gotten up and gone to the bathroom and got the towel and and uh, you know, because I got a fucking beard. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> wash true. off. You can't just lay Every down. Every time gonna... I've done it, yeah, yeah. Because if you yeah, don't, the... you're gonna wake up with crusty stuff in your beard. Yeah, the, yeah. Now that I think about it, yeah, I go in the bathroom <laughs> and fucking. Yeah, wash my face off. You know, you'll have some, like, snail trail flakes in your beard if you... I try to wash off the sin. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. See? You see? You were you were trying to say you didn't, but now now you thought about it. Like, you know what? Yeah, I actually do. I do. That's true. I do. So, yeah, you know, I get, get a little towel and... Uh, uh, brush your teeth and uh, wash the wash your face a little bit and a uh, little goggle action going and... Yeah, so I guess technically, I don't know how many women do that, but I know I do that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, good for you. I'm glad you're a clean person. <laughs> I'm glad you are, too. All right, Hopper. Uh, we got no Wildcat to plug because of the state of affairs in the United States what of the America fuck? right now. So we can't really mention anything there. Other than that, um, you got anything you want to mention before we get out of here and uh, hit the go-home queue? No. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, I got to work in the morning. Dick, all What's dicks that? are closing. The dicks boarding goods. Really? For two weeks. Yeah. Oh, boy. Wow. Hmm. 
I guess that means Academy and all them will be right behind them too. Yep. Mm, mm, mm. All right. Well, look, everybody out there, uh, wash your hands. Wash your fucking hands. You shouldn't even have to tell them, Mike. But more importantly, um, you know, try not to go out in public a lot unless you got to do it for essentials and obviously for work. And if you're one of those folks who have to go to work and be around the public, uh, seriously, thank you. I know it's uh, you're basically taking your life in your own hands at this point. So, you know, thank I you. I wear gloves. The, like those fucking uh, medical gloves. I don't blame you, Hopper. Those um, fucking latex ones. Yep, Hopper's out and about every day. So I, I, I know. Uh, I, I hope he, I hope he uh, makes it through this. Uh, is like you said, he's touching things all day long. But on the on the serious note, the truck drivers out there. Let's be nice to them on the road if we are on the road, even though most of us are home. And let's be nice even beyond this. Be nice to the truck drivers, man. Uh, don't cut them off and let them crisscross this nation and deliver all the supplies we need, whether it's uh, beer or groceries or fuel. I mean, anything that's uh, going across country, those truck drivers are doing it. So give them a shout out and, and treat them well and thank them when you see them and all that good stuff. And just be nice to each other. This is a weird time in America. We're time in the world. Be nice. Don't be mean to people. Uh, be kind. And, and, you know, when you're in the grocery store picking up a couple things because you have to because we're all locked down almost, thank the person at the store. Thank the cashier and, uh, you know, tell them thank you and, and you appreciate everything they're doing. Uh, first responders, too. Thank them as well. The cops, the police officers, the paramedics, the medical personnel, anybody you run into, tell them thank you. And um, that's not really a rant. I just kind of have that on my heart right now. So, Hopper, you got anything you want to add? No. All right, man. I got to take a leak so bad right now. I can't get up. So we're going to shut this show down. Thank you, everybody out there, for uh, supporting this show, all the Patreon members, all the listeners out there, even if you're not a Patreon member. Thank you very much. We're going to keep the content coming as long as we're healthy and can keep doing it. So we're going to sign off now. Hopper, uh, if you don't have anything else, hit the tagline and get us out of here. Fuck it, bitch. Ha <laughs> ha